This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Style. Style. Stephen Kyle. Living in style. Stephen Kyle. Steve. Kyle. Living in style. Whoa, it's been too long. Boy, that is good. That is <laughs> six weeks overdue. It's funny when you hear that. I mean, it's like hearing your favorite song for the first time all right? over again. It's yeah, I just mean, incredible. It, if you take a, your favorite song, maybe you listen to it too much, but then you decide after like three years, like, oh, I miss that, and you yeah. you pipe it back in. You're like, that's it. Yep, that's that toe tapper. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the one. That's, that's the ditty. That's rich. It's the Steve and Kyle podcast. It is Tuesday, September twentieth. As Kyle said, just a mere six weeks, five weeks or so since our last uh, our last roundtable discussion here in the. Amazon Prime Studios, <laughs> formerly the Cat Dish Studios, here at my house. What and, a go. Uh, what a go it's been, too. Boy, that has was, a lot happened. That was crazy. That there, was... I told you after it abruptly ended six <laughs> weeks ago yeah. that the last 30 minutes, I was sweating bullets. Mm-hmm. I was lightheaded. I remember you saying that you actually... Because I was talking to you maybe the next day or the day after that. And I said, oh, yeah, well, when we were talking about this on the podcast, and you said, I don't remember that. No, I and I haven't listened back to it yet. I felt so horrendously, and I was like, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Just another half hour. Just another half hour. Yeah. And this. this. Oh, man. I mean, we're professionals after all. It. W- the know? only thing I can think of is it was food poisoning. It was just a cluster. That because is, that's definitely what it seemed like. Because it was quick. It was, it was like 12, 24 hours at most. Yeah. And in addition to the massive coughing cold that I had for what felt like six weeks, mm-hmm. it was a big culmination. Always great, by the way, to have that horrendous cold in the middle of august <laughs> yeah 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 right i mean it, the coughing is just the worst so yeah. that's so i get food sick I get food poisoning whatever you want to call it food sickness and then the next week i actually went to the doctor steve i texted Ooh. you because my coughing was still so out of control so i texted you on tuesday saying well i'm going there Hopefully, I can get an inhaler. Yeah. Like an 11-year-old asthmatic. So that would have been the 16th of August. I said, you know, it's cool. We'll just postpone this another week. No problem. We waited waited a year to record uh, the first four (laughs) or five, if you count the lost episode. We can go another week. And this is exactly why, in that first episode, I said you do not number podcasts. Yeah. Because then there's always an expectation that there's there's going to be a next episode. It only took us four episodes for that to to be proven a good idea. Right. And, I mean, sure, that did coincide with a few things. You know, obviously, me not feeling well, you having not feeling well, a couple of vacations (laughs) in the middle. Yeah. And well, I mean, I had to go on vacation because we hadn't uh, recorded in so long. Right. You know, it was pretty pretty worn out from this. Gig. Well, we put in four weeks, so yeah. personal, like paid vacation wise, that equates to a, probably a week paid well, vacation, it's, it's right? Four summer weeks, which equates to like twelve regular weeks. Right. The hours had added up. If we didn't yeah. take vacation now, we were going to be in for it come end yeah. of the year. Now, if you want, I can. Uh, I I pulled some audio from. It was like the last. 30 seconds or so okay. of uh, of our last 
podcast. Mm-hmm. On, like I said, I haven't listened August, to it. August 9th. And I hadn't listened to it until about an hour ago, a little bit before you got here. So this They're is what it sounded pizzas, like. pizzas, little, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Nine, like I think $2 it's a, I think or it's a something, nine-inch yeah. pie. Yeah, it's half price. Well, they're only like five bucks to begin with or yeah, something. Yeah, it's such a good deal, though. And then their, I think they had their drafts were half price, too. So we both had, let's see, I had mozzarella sticks as an appetizer, then a pizza. He had wings as an appetizer and Riveting. a pizza. i got to hit the restroom. All right. So we, sir, you going to be all right? No. <laughs> That's so true. And then uh, you... We're back live now. Now, you disappeared for a bit, and um, I was like, man. Then I heard the, the obvious sounds of vomit. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Oh, man. And that, that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, well, to just go from nothing to instantly sick, I'm like, all right, it's got to be food poisoning right. or some kind of stomach bug or something. But I think the real issue here is that you interrupted my riveting description <laughs> Of the food that I ate at Uccello's we uh, must have six been. weeks ago. Do you even remember what we were I, delving into at that I, point? When we were talking about one of the nights, I'm assuming that we had periscoped. Yeah. And then we got onto the topic of that their food is good and they have like half price The late pizzas. night specials, man. Jesus. Listening to me describe what I ate. Like, no wonder I ended up in the emergency room. No wonder I had a fart attack. I was like, yeah, I ate like 10 wings and then two pizzas and four oh. beers. Like, you fat slob. What do you... I sound fat just listening to me. I sound like a fat, That's great. fat, fat man. What makes me laugh even in another direction is, man... I've never felt as old as when I talk about, yeah, you know, the best drink deals and food deals. <laughs> you know, when I'm 21, 22, it's like, hey, where are the ladies at? Let's go get a couple of broads. Yeah. Uh, there ain't no broads at this place. And I'm like, I don't know, sensible drink prices yeah. and half-off appetizers yeah. after 10. If I can stay awake, we got ourselves a winner, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's uh, it was funny listening back to that because I knew that, uh, obviously, I remember you getting up and leaving, but I couldn't have told you what we were talking about. So I just kind of queued it up to the end. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm, I'm talking about the toppings on my half-price pizza? Out of context, it's better. Because yeah. anybody who hears that now goes, what in the hell? Why would anybody yeah. ever care about that yeah, enough I don't, to even remember it? I don't want to know the I don't context. Either. Not at all. Because whatever it is, it's not good. <laughs> not in a million years do I want to know what we were talking about. Uh, so that was the 9th, the yeah. 16th. Like I said, I still had a coughing fit, which uh, big thanks to my doctor for getting me two inhalers. Yeah. Nice. And then I don't know what happened on the 23rd. I know I, I was on vacation the following week, which is yeah. the week before Labor Day. Yeah, um, I think it was just a. And then I was I was away for a little while. I don't remember honestly. I don't. And then oh, I remember the. And then the one day it was uh, just after Labor Day. It was about yeah, like two three weeks ago or whatever it was. Uh, you sent me a text. Hey man, you wanna you wanna do the podcast tonight? Oh, yeah. And I replied, uh, I would love to. But I'm on my way to your wife's place of employment, which is the emergency room. Yeah. And uh, had a, what has now been coined a fart attack, which I <laughs> thought I was having a heart attack. <laughs> by the way, scariest moment of my life. I don't doubt by it. By far. And uh, since then, in the couple weeks since then, drastic changes have been made. Right. Part I've, by, 
not by choice. Directly. No, no, definitely not by choice, but by uh, you know out of necessity. Sure. And it, it's it's good that you know. Luckily, things are are the ship is being righted. Even though I'm just getting this crazy amount of runaround from my doctor, it's like hurry up, get all these tests. We need to know, and then I go and get these tests, and they're like, all right. Schedule your next appointment, and then I do, and it's for November. And oh, I'm like, oh good. well, I'm glad that I'm just in limbo for the next two months. But the no, waiting but... is the worst. Yeah, the waiting yeah, exactly. is absolutely the worst. That's yeah. why I mean, scheduling a doctor appointment, a doctor's appointment at all, sometimes feels so fruitless. Yeah, like That's... oh, okay, don't worry about me. I'll just be, uh, I'll be in limbo for six weeks while you guys uh, get through all those yeah. people who have scheduled appointments for their sniffly nose and yep. all this, you know, it, that, it's amazing. Well, in the last couple of weeks, I've gotten uh, blood work done three different times. Um, it's torture. I've, I have it scheduled again for another month, uh, in a month, and then I have to go back again a month after my November appointment. All and I'm blood. pretty sure at my November appointment, they will do blood work then too. So oh. Basically, I don't have a whole lot of blood left. You just explained my nightmare. It's, you know, something before this, like, no no one's a fan of getting blood work. No. But there no. are people that are just like, yeah, whatever, go ahead. Sure. I don't, I, it, for me, it's once I get past that initial poke of the needle, which doesn't even hurt. Like, it doesn't hurt at all. It's, you know, as if somebody grabs your skin and barely pinches you. Because sure. those needles are so damn sharp. It's just the it's the build up to it. It's the anticipation of like, oh my, what if this is the one that goes wrong? Right, right. What if, like, what the, if it's me? <laughs> what if they hit the like the main artery and, yeah. I, and I bleed out? I mean, I think I told you about this weekend. We will get to that in a little bit. What we were doing this weekend, but I think I told you about a little bit about my insane fear of yeah. needles and how this dates back to when I was a kid and high cholesterol runs in my family, so. Mm-hmm. Even as kids, we were getting our blood drawn. I think it was once a year, once every six months to make sure it wasn't crazy as children. And I would get so terribly worked up and nervous over this that they would, I'd just sit there bald fist and Mm -hmm. just throwing a tantrum like the child I was. And so it would be worse, you know, I'm muscling and so you can't get everything. And then they enacted the law about having hepatitis C shots, I think Mm -hmm. is what it was. And those went in your shoulder, essentially right into your muscle. And that I remember like driving home from that one day or coming home from that one day and just like, oh, my God, my arm hurts to like rotate. Yeah. That's absurd. Yeah. Pitching career ruined. Right. I'm never going to be a left-handed pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe it? No. I mean, I was thinking of switching yeah. from righty to lefty. <laughs> Damn you, Cosmos. <laughs> Any moment now. So this leads all the way back up until about a month ago. I switched my doctor. And normally, uh, you know, they ask you about uh, blood work and any pre-existing conditions. Well, during the appointment, doctor asked me about tetanus. I can't tell you the one time I told the truth about the last time I had a tetanus shot. <laughs> yeah, two days ago, doc. Ever. <laughs> and especially at a new doctor. This was like a free card. <laughs> Six, eight months ago, man. Like, I'm on, I'm I'm on top of this. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I still I still feel it. You know how often <laughs> I'm like accidentally running into rusty metal, Doc. I'm on top of this. Yeah, as if they don't have the records right, like right in front of them. They're they're just asking you so they can avoid flipping over one, maybe two pieces of yeah. paper. So if it's that unimportant, I'm going to keep lying. Yeah. You know, the day comes where I you know really gash myself. On an old steel beam. Yeah. That's the day I'll worry about my track record of honesty regarding tetanus. Yeah. So just I lie worry, instead of worrying about the tetanus shot, just worry about avoiding metal. 
Yeah, for a while. right. That's what I'll do. You can avoid that. I'll just wear a, you know, wear like a bubble suit yeah. whenever I walk, or just wear like some a suit of armor. <laughs> as long as it's not sharp on the inside, you're yeah. fine. So, I went to this appointment after work, so I had eaten lunch. So I'm like, all right, I'm in the clear. They're going to tell me get blood work. Last time the doctor told me that, it lapsed after six months because I just didn't do it. Because <laughs> that's going to require me thinking about it. Oh, man. See, I'm the opposite. I go immediately. Oh, I, I say, "Can I? do I have to fast? No. All right, I'm going right that's now. That's what I mean. So it's for cholesterol. Done. So I oh, know so I have to, to fast. Yeah, you got it. So I know I'm in the clear. And like I said, the last time they told me, it's worse for me because it'll be, you know, my appointment will be on a Tuesday. Well, next time I can really go is like a Saturday, yeah. Saturday morning. Oh, yeah. Let me enjoy my Friday <laughs> thinking about this. Oh, stop doing anything at 9 o'clock so you can go at 9 a.m. So it never happened. So I know I'm in the clear already. <laughs> I like how you just avoided it and didn't do it. All costs. <laughs> All costs. Yeah, Doc, I went. I mean, they must have they must have lost the results. <laughs> he called me I'm once. I'm sure <laughs> everything. I feel fine. Don't worry about it. See you in a year. He called me once about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm right on it. Send him back down to the lab, and I'll be in in a week. Okay? So, so I'm at this appointment, and uh, I, like I said, I'm in the clear. What could go wrong, man? I ate lunch three yeah. hours ago. So I tell the doctor, yeah, family has a history of high cholesterol and some heart issues and things like that. I just ate a bucket of fried chicken and drank a, right. a cup of grease, so he goes, surely I can't get my blood work no. done now, right, Doc? End of the appointment. He goes, all right, <clears throat> well, we're going to have you uh, you know, get dressed, and when you're ready, come on out and head around the right side, and Julie over there is going to get your blood work done. <laughs> you must have misheard me, Doc. <laughs> Had I'm myself a, a fine lunch no more than three hours ago. No biggie, he says. We'll just adjust it down a little bit. This is just a general yeah. frame of reference we want to sure. get. All right. Are you sure, Doc? I don't want these numbers. I'm committed to, to I'm, be. Doc, I'm committed to my health so much <laughs> that I'm willing to walk out this door without getting blood work done and then never speak of this again. <laughs> I don't want to be an outlier, Doc. Okay, on your, on your chart of cholesterol yeah. because I ate lunch three hours yeah. ago. I don't want any variables. And he weighs me off, and he goes, no, it's fine. Get it done. I said, you, you got it. And I did have this fleeting thought of <laughs> literally running. walking to checkout. Walking to the checkout. I was like, all right, all set. See you in a year from a physical that doesn't do anything. What are they doing in your physical? Right. They hit your knee with a reflex. Well, it's not broken. I know that. You know? It's a waste to even yeah. go, but I'm doing my due diligence, right? Yeah. But I can't take that extra yeah. step I'm to here. get the blood drawn. I'm here. So I get dressed, and I go, and... Meet old Julie around the corner and said, Julie, I, I got to be real honest with you. This is my personal hell right now. And you need to understand that b this being sprung on me is essentially yeah. giving me an instant headache. Right. So that could affect the numbers. You don't want the numbers you don't, to I be mean, off. I'm so I said, I'm deathly afraid of needles. I hate it. Uh, and I've discovered the same thing as you. I don't think the initial... Pinch as no. much, and, and I get it, to anybody who's going to tweet or whatever about this and say, oh, you're just being a baby. I know. Yeah. I'm not oblivious to this. Right. I went through this for years trying to get a tattoo until I finally did, <laughs> thinking, like, I can't they, do it. Basically, I didn't knock yourself out. Yeah, I'm going to get half a spider and say, you know what? <laughs> Screw it. That's yeah. enough. I don't need any half, more. Half a spider's badass. Right. Nobody yeah. else has half a spider. What does that mean? <laughs> That's got to mean something, right? So I tell her this. And I think this is the most, and she didn't intend this to be at all, 
the most condescended to I've ever been subtly in my life. When she sits me down in the chair, she comes back about 10 seconds later with another nurse or aide or whoever it is to literally stand in front of me and five feet away and distract me. Like, oh, look at look at these shadow puppets. I swear oh, to God, God. Look, I can make a bird with my with my hands. It might as well have been because she oh, where you I was in my my uniform. Oh, that's where you work, huh? Yeah, that's that's where I work. Oh, you know so and so and so and so? Yeah, yeah, that, that I know them. Yeah. For like a minute like it's not like I didn't know like oh, she tricked me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there you it turn is. turn around and there's just a Scooby Doo band-aid. And yeah. You're like, what? What happened? Where'd that come from? This is how she tricked thinks she tricks me and then yeah. uh i think after about like a minute and a half i actually asked her go how long is this gonna you know yeah like, how, you many, taking... how many miles you yeah for there. crying out loud there dracula get it moving for crying out loud. i mean you need me to do like some flexing to pump that blood yeah. in there i'm not looking are you crazy oh, no. i don't need to no, fall I'd, over i would be on the floor in a minute oh, if I looked over. no way i remember looking as a kid saw a weird spurt thought that's it that yeah. is it. Yeah. Never looking at that again. No, no good. So that, I mean, you're right, though. Obviously, it's not the pinch, but I think I told you about when I broke, I got my nose broken probably five years ago at this right. point, and I had to have surgery because it was, the way I describe it is, it felt like when I touched my nose, like a velvet bag of glass shards. <laughs> Just a couple of loose pieces. Shredded. Bouncing around. Right? There. And it's just shredded in there. So, you know, obviously everybody, you know, you got to be knocked out. So they put the IV in. I couldn't stand it. The IV was, I told them, they gave me a topical numbing. Didn't work, Steve. (laughs) All you feel is that damn pinch. And then once you see it there and you feel it there, it feels like it swells and then it throbs. And then you're Mm. like, God, it's there. It's the only thing in my body right now that's even happening. It's the worst. That is my entire centralized focus. All of your attention's on it. Oh, I, it, it'll never change for me. I will always be deathly afraid of needles. I will always lie about my tetanus shots. Yeah. <laughs> and then in 29 more years, I'll get another tattoo. <laughs> Took me 29 to get this one. I figure we'll bookend it. So, <clears throat> wrap so it up. We're, a, we're a combined age of about 64. Yep. Yet you would think that it would the first... Uh, <laughs> 18 minutes of this show that were the combined age of about 175 because all we've talked about is blood work and going to the doctor and pizza half off. Oh yeah. Half. Oh, half off pizza. Of course I was, I forgive me if I, every couple minutes I start to type because I'm I'm just trying to get a little show rundown here. Oh, no problem. I mean, I'm, I'm a pro Steve pro enough to, uh, prices to know when I got to fill in the blanks. (laughs) You know what I mean? So if, uh, if you see me not making eye contact, it's sure. not because I'm oh, on, I get uh, it. on on the Twitter. Yeah, or right. Just, hey, did you see this video? <laughs> Check it out. It's a dog. <laughs> Do you believe it? So, so it- man, but when I uh, when I ended up in the ER that one night and we're walking in and I feel like absolute death and I lay down and let me tell you that they, the amount of attention and the quickness that you get attention on you when you walk in saying that you have... Uh, chest pains yeah i mean it was like sign here i sign my name and in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. back like electrodes little suction cups all over me and everything pro tip for anybody listening by the way even if your arms hurt legs hurt whatever just go in say your chest say your chest hurts yeah and then be like yeah Yeah. sorry guys i mean oh did i say i meant my ankle i broke my ankle (laughs) sorry to interrupt but that's just rolled my ankle but i just (laughs) really hurting in my chest (laughs) maybe it's the stress but yeah i i 
lay down in this bed and then uh and that's next to me and obviously she's upset and i'm like i'm i don't know what the hell is going on i think i'm in the middle of having my now third heart attack of the day and i see katie walk in your wife and i'm like yeah. what the what is going on this is so it was like so surreal right she's like is it okay if i'm in here I'm like yeah definitely yeah. and then a little bit later she ended up giving me a a shot of morphine because it was the the chest pains were coming back and whoa <laughs> boom like a pain gone i'm like ah, all right i ain't so bad you know what that tv show interventions <laughs> onto something here <laughs> oh I, I actually said to her i was like i completely understand how people get hooked on this stuff right it's insane how i didn't feel i didn't feel high i didn't feel loopy i didn't feel anything except just pain gone and what's funny is absolutely gone I mean, she, when we were out this, together this last week and she compared you the dose that you got compared to like another standard painkiller they'll right. give to people. And that was like one fourth of what they give people in sure. certain cases. And I know when you experience that, for, you know, obviously I had <clears throat> whatever to knock you out during surgery and stuff, but you experience that the first, how, how do people survive with taking that I, much more cannot, of a bigger I know. drug? I know. Just the fact that it like... Because I felt the effect that it had on me. And I'm like, I can't imagine anything more than that. Sure. It was insane. Just insane. So you didn't stay the night there, did you? No, I was only there for four or five hours, probably. And then they got got those bills in the mail the other day, by the way. Oh, boy. Luckily, my insurance uh, from Danny Hunchback is is rather good. Yeah. Very good. That's good. Yeah, because that's daunting when you think about that when you leave. And the way hospital bills work, I mean, I'm sure most people have dealt with it. On a larger basis, you end up getting like three bills if it's something serious. Yeah. Like, oh, one's for the stay, one's for the anesthesia, yeah. one's for this, one for... And like, you get the first bill, you're like, all right, not yeah. too bad, right? <laughs> then you get the... Oh, all right, that's not what I expected well, <laughs> on the next one. But that seems fair. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got one. I got one bill in the mail. And, I mean, when you look at the breakdown of it, you're like, really? Everything. It's insane. Oh. And this isn't a, a shot at the medical industry or anything, but really, like, uh, there, there's, I mean, there's a reason that there is a healthcare crisis yeah, in this right. country. And I was staring at it on this piece of paper. Now, granted, I, I can't complain because almost everything was taken care of by insurance. But yeah. I'm like, like, for people that don't have insurance, I cannot imagine that. Unbelievable. It's insane. And so I get that in the mail and I'm like, Okay, I'm looking at, you know, I'm running down the itemized, itemized, right? itemized list and I'm like, I'm just looking for the line that says pay this amount or account balance. And I see it and I'm like, okay, no problem. Write a check. Boom. In the mail. Done. That's done. So I'm like, <laughs> dodged a bullet there. The next day I come home, there's another bill, but this time it's from my doctor. I'm like, oh, your primary yeah, care. Like, well, okay. What the hell is he? What's he trying to get me? <laughs> But luckily, it was like a twenty dollar copay oh, okay. or something for something, and I'm like, "Really? Is that it? Am I done? Am I in the clear? This can't be it. No, 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 no. no. Uh, There's got to be one more, right? No, it's insane. Yeah, they just um, insane when you see how much things cost. Well, it's they itemize everything. Yeah, like everything they use is on there, yeah. and there's, I believe that's for the insurance age. Right. Like it, it's so ridiculous mm-hmm. that I mean. And that all falls. Can you imagine, like, you're a nurse or whoever, you have to go, click, all right, I use two tongue depressors and yeah. I used, you know, this. Yeah, three pairs of rubber gloves. Yeah, this and, ear scope, yeah. whatever thing, and I had to throw yeah. the cap out. And oh, man. 
Well, that was scary. I mean, because since then, though, I mean, I'm not going to get into details, but like you said, where, where we're at now is you've had to make somewhat uh, drastic changes. I mean, yeah, I noticed complete, that this weekend. Complete changes uh, to my diet, at least for the time being. Yeah. Um, I just have to, my doctor said, eat bland, don't eat any fat, and uh, avoid. So basically, I can't eat anything with flavor, with fat, with dairy. <laughs> so it's like, I it's terrible. I've just been eating chicken, essentially. I've been eating oh. a ton of chicken for the last and couple And obviously weeks. no alcohol. No alcohol. And yeah. Well, they called me, my doctor's office called me, uh, Annette and I, when, when we were on vacation, I had a week off uh, leading up to Labor Day. So we had, months ago, we had booked a trip to Nashville because we wanted to go to Nashville. And uh, she's a big country music fan. I'm like, I, I, would, I definitely want to go to Nashville. So the day before we leave, I get a call from my doctor's office. They're like, yeah, um, yeah, your your numbers, they're still a little bit high. and Because uh, that, that was like the fourth time I had gotten blood work. So the doctor says, for the time being, just eat a really bland diet and uh, no alcohol. I'm like, yeah, great. I leave for vacation tomorrow. Right. Oh, yeah, no big deal. <clears throat> Talk about it. I mean, <laughs> obviously the vacation, the immediate thought. But, I mean, you're sitting here on week number four mm-hmm. of chicken yeah. Rice. Yeah. Water. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is the only thing since since that morning of the the now infamous fart attack, which I think was it was the last week in August. Remember it was the day that I was uh, the 23rd. It was August 23rd. Yeah, yeah, like you said the day we we're supposed to record, yeah. The only thing, the only drink that I have consumed since the 23rd, really? nearly one month ago, is water. <laughs> wow. Because I was, um, I was at the point where I was, I, I go through my, my coffee intake, it like ebbs and flows. So I was in a, I was at a point where I was drinking like three, four cups of coffee every morning. And I didn't feel good about that because I would come home and I'd crash every day. I'd crash for like two hours and I felt like crap. So I, I had been for the, like the, the last couple of weeks I'd been saying, man, I got to cut back on coffee. Maybe I'll just, you know, go cut back to yeah. one, one cup a day. Yeah. Well, when all of this happened, I figured since I was making all these other changes, I'm like, whatever, coffee's gone the too. Door, so huh? I just, I gave that up. And the first two days without it were hell. That's what I Absolute hear. That's hell. what makes me nervous. Once you get past it though, once you get to that, that third day, you're perfectly fine. Really? And it wasn't, I mean, when I say hell, it was like just this, this headache that didn't go away for right. two days. And that's I'm I'm that way with probably soda and a little bit of coffee to a to a smaller degree. Mm-hmm. I don't drink that much coffee, but I've been drinking soda since as long as I can remember. Yeah, you know, just <clears throat> one a day, whatever, and then it goes up and down. And you know, you're at a restaurant, they keep filling it, type yeah. of deal. And I don't know if I could do it just based on what I see people and hear people talk about. Well. Headaches for like three days, yeah. and it's crazy a withdrawal. Bitch, man. Yeah, caffeine is crazy. It's insane. It's it's ridiculous. And I, but I mean, like I said, I figured I was already making a, b- a bunch of other changes. So Throw I it all into one. I was going to be miserable. So yeah, I like, right. I may as well start working out again yeah, too. Yeah, this will work. But uh, yeah, it, it's actually it's been beneficial though. I've lost a bunch of weight in the last couple oh, of I weeks. Bet. So yeah, oh, what the hell? That'll add why, up. Why not be healthy? Just think of the enjoyment in life you've given up. I mean, hardly yeah. anything compared yeah, to no, those I mean, uh, eight pounds you've lost, right? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we're in we're in Nashville, and Annette's ordering like these 
meals with like, oh, give me a side of this and a, you know, oh yeah, a piece of fried chicken on the side, no problem. And I'm like, uh, do you have any grilled chicken with nothing on it? <laughs> yeah, Pe- like when you go into a restaurant, they they love it when you order the when you actually <laughs> say to them, give me something really bland. A chef loves that <laughs> when you tell yeah. them. Can you cook something a little more bland, please? I know that you like flavor, but... If you, you know. could take whatever food and chicken you normally have and then rinse it off when yeah. it's done. <laughs> and then pour it in a salad yeah, with nothing of spice or value. Just greens. Yeah. I, want you to, I want you to pluck those feathers out of that chicken. <laughs> yeah. Then take that chicken, put it on the grill, and then from the grill go to my plate. And have no interaction with it at all. Oh, I witnessed it Friday. We were out. Uh, Jimmy Pardo was in town, yeah. and you and I went to uh, went to his show on Friday night. So we mm-hmm. went out and got dinner beforehand, and we tried a new place. And you opened the menu like, "All right, well, here we go." And lettuce, the- lettuce, it is. <laughs> All right, to the salad section. All right, which I'm fine with, by the way. I love. I mean, I really because I ordered a Cobb salad. Yep. Which I love. I love Cobb salads. But what makes the Cobb salad is the dressing. Sure. And like the just all the good stuff. You might as well have just had like a spring mix out of the bag. Yeah. You know? Basically. Plus some chicken. Yeah, because I paid, for, I paid for a Cobb salad, but I basically took off everything that makes it a Cobb salad. Because <laughs> I remember when you ordered, you said, all right, uh, yeah, can you not have that and not have that? Do you have any low-fat dressing? No? Okay, no. then. We'll, okay, uh, we'll skip well, that. I uh, guess I'll go with a vinaigrette, which I hate. Well, yeah, and it's essentially hey. water yeah. with like some vinegar on it. Yeah. Like, great, thanks. Yep, no good. No good at all. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, no, that was... Uh, that was fun, though. I'm still talking about that to my coworkers today oh, and yesterday God. about that Jimmy Pardo show, show Friday. That show was incredible. <clears throat> the I fact mean, that he does so much where it's just, it's... Mile a minute. It's all crowd work, too. Oh, it's so great, the whole show. If you have a chance to see him, you have to make a point yeah. of it. It was, for the price that we paid for a Friday night show for a yeah. comedian of his like caliber... Or 15 it was $10. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying... I mean... Jimmy Part, I mean, the, the podcast Never Not Funny is one of the earlier podcasts that got big. You know, he's the warm-up comic on Conan, has been seen on Conan. So, it, it, sure, I get that he's not like a household name with the Comedy Central show, but he's still a recognizable right. enough comedy name to have yeah. to have at the comedy club we were at. For $10, the show he gave was outstanding. And the... One of the best things about it is that that venue is awesome because it's small. Yeah. Like, I mean, what were there? Probably 150, 150 people. Yeah. yeah. Tiny little, I mean, great venue. But I love, I love seeing shows, whether it's like an acoustic show or a comedian or something. I love seeing people in that size venue because it yeah. makes it that much better. That was, I mean, like you mentioned with the crowd work just initially – years of professional you know yeah. work like that and that was that was great that was really really fun i'm glad yeah. we were had i'm glad we had a chance to do that yeah yeah, yeah. thank you by the way for because i think you had sent me a text about that when the tickets first went on sale. yeah because i didn't even know that he was in town and then we ended up uh having him in the studio for like an hour that morning which yeah. was awesome he's a he's one of those guys that like you there are a lot of people that that you see and you're like oh i wonder if they're as cool off the air as they are on the air you know, because like a lot of times, people, you never know. Yeah, they put a, you just don't know. Front. 
you could have left the mics on the entire time. He was just that's funny. He was so cool that that entire time that that he was in the studio. Yeah, that was. But, I was thrilled to be able to see him in it. Total by chance. I'd only been to that comedy club like once before in my yeah. life, and I was at a show that I had won tickets to, and I thought, you know what? I think he's coming here. And I just they asked, they called down to the front desk, "Hey, are, do we even have those tickets in yet?" Yeah. They said, "Yeah." I was like, "Well, I might as well while I'm here. I don't want to miss it." So. Yeah, that was fun. You know who else is coming there? Um, did you watch the league? Oh, Ranazisi. Yeah, don't know if I could see. I him. don't know if I'd see him. Don't know if I can do it anymore. The, it's whole, weird. His whole nine eleven scandal. It's weird, right? That I actually because I haven't watched the show since then. Yeah, I but I kind it. of want to go. I wouldn't mind it. I mean, he's a name that has been doing stand up comedy for a while, right. and from what I hear, is he does make light of it in his sets now. Well. He kind of has to. If you're not familiar, he, he's... Steve, Kevin from The League. Yeah. Steve Ranazisi is his, real, his actual yeah. name. The League, hilarious show. Sure. Love that show. And um, he got caught up in... Was it last... Probably last year. Maybe a year before. Well, the story had been swirling for... Since 9-11. Right. That but was it his... didn't... It didn't really all come to a head until like the last year or so. Yeah. Well, as it goes, he... Uh, on September 11th, he was September 11th, 2001. He was working in New York City, blocks and blocks and blocks away from the Twin Towers. For some reason, over the years, that evolved into him saying that he was in the first tower to get hit by a plane on 9 11, working for some like Merrill Lynch or somebody. One of the f- accounting firms right. or whatever that was in there. Well, then. Somehow it it came out last year. Like everybody finally realized last year <laughs> that this guy was BSing everybody, and it all came to a head, and it like killed everything that he had. Going. Unbelievable! I mean, because there's no way he could at that point that he can sit there because there's audio clips where he had done on radio shows and podcasts mm-hmm. telling this story, yeah. this incarnation of a, of a yeah. story that never happened. So I believe he apologized or something and is, like I said, is now acknowledging it and, you know, making light of it a little bit. But he, 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 Brian Williams did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I bungled the facts and I misremembered. It's, it's no, dude, you made up a story. Exactly. There's no way around it. And that's gotta be so weird. I mean, I think, did he not do one of the roasts? Was he a part of one of the roasts in the last few years? I don't know. I'm not I mean, sure because that's like fair game one oh yeah. one right yeah. there is it you know him there making fun of that I mean for crying out loud they make fun of the guy whose dad actually passed away Pete on nine eleven yeah. yeah well Pete Davidson I remember he had a really funny tweet to Steve Ranazzisi oh no Ranazzisi every right. time I say that I feel like I'm saying it wrong yeah. just call and him Steve Italy yeah Steve <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll call him Kevin so he had tweeted at him when when everything was really going down and he said. <laughs> He said, hey, Steve, it's okay. We all make mistakes. Well, got to go. I'm meeting my dad for lunch. <laughs> and Pete Davidson from SNL, his dad was a firefighter, a New York City firefighter who died on September 11th, yeah. saving people from the burning buildings. Right. And, yeah. And, and, he, and like I said. And he replied, I remember he replied, and he's like, thanks, Pete. I really appreciate it. Like, it's like <laughs> so, you didn't know. He's like, you don't get it. No, you? you're <laughs> so oblivious, man. <laughs> It's uh, it's unbelievable, and um, I mentioned the roasts, and 
I started listening to Never Not Funny. I talked about yeah. it last week. I started listening to Never Not Funny, the Jimmy Pardo's podcast, and I'm listening to this week. And besides the fact of uh, an insane crush on one Nikki Glaser now, oh yeah, who has an adorable laugh and it's and it's very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, she they mentioned her jokes. She had like three lined up for Pete Davidson. And how about his dad in 9 11? Yeah. And how they all have to send in all their jokes two weeks beforehand. And Comedy Central essentially says, well, you got one similar to this or whatever. But they're essentially towing this with Pete Davidson there, this 9 11 meter or yeah. line where they have to decide, well, we've had three 9 11 Pete Davidson jokes. Can we. Can we fit in a fourth before we cross yeah. into that gray area, or we should we just leave it at three? Yeah, that's. Imagine being on that, like sitting at that table, having yeah. to make that decision. And I get it. I mean, I, I I don't mind the joke. Sure, those are ones I watched it by myself. This roast, I watched it on on demand or whatever. And I was walking around making dinner, eating something, and I actually, oh no, yeah. no, 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 well, no, no, no. But I mean, they also they know they have to know their audience. People who are tuning sure. in to the roast of Rob Lowe are not the people that are easily offended. And yeah, like, you yeah you, you know, shouldn't carrying anyway. carrying picket signs and being right. upset about things. That was uh, that was pretty crazy though, because I'm at a moment. We I told you about that this weekend where. Still, every nine eleven, I, I was fourteen on, on, on September eleventh, and for my money, that is the event that has shaped my worldview more than anything mm-hmm. ever. You know, yeah. and I think you can talk about that generationally too. It's been talked about, uh, you know, on, on on the radio show with you know, you look at sixties, seventies. There's always one seminal event. It seems right. like that can shape right. Pearl Harbor, Kennedy assassination. Sure. Yep. And, you know, I just happened to be at the age of 14 when that happened. And, oh, no. stay it's together a, there, old girl. Let's sing. Remember now, <laughs> shoestring budget here. This thing was 11 APS. <laughs> the APS. <laughs> hashtag Amazon Prime Studios. Hashtag Amazon Prime. Hashtag living in style. Please uh, send us some new stuff. <laughs> I mean, we, these things got four and a half shows behind them. <laughs> So we're five and a so half. What, so what you're saying is we're on the last half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. we're past the fifty percent mark. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but I told you, like, I have this odd fascination with this event that, and I think a lot of people do. Yeah. But I DVR'd probably eight to ten hours of documentaries on the History Channel, TLC, right. CNN, things like that, and I'm still fascinated. One of the the craziest things for me is to look back and YouTube the live coverage as it happened. The mass confusion of, well, reports of a Cessna and then maybe a bomb in the center of this building and and it's all up in arms. And then I watched one that I had never seen before on uh, the Pentagon, the plane that hit the Pentagon. Oh, yeah. Forget what the flight number was. But I had never seen that one before. So that was, I was like, oh, cool. I want to watch this. This is, it's a story that I, that I don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. And they even there they talked about how insanely confusing everything was. And at one point, they had word that another plane was coming directly at the Pentagon, mm-hmm. and everybody's taking cover because at that point the, I guess the flight tracking systems um, they were even if a flight like the the plane that eventually crashed in Shanksville in Pennsylvania. Sure. Was he- they think that it was it was headed towards D.C. Yeah, the White House, presumably. Right. So when it crashed, for some reason, it still shows up on the flight tracker 
following along in its flight path. Isn't that crazy? So they see it. They're like, well, we have no contact with this plane, but it's still coming directly at us. And at that point, they were, they're going crazy thinking that, okay, another plane is going to hit this building mm-hmm. or hit the, you know, the, something. the Capitol or yeah. the, the White House or something at any, mo- any moment. Just unbelievable watching that. It's crazy to think that even in 2001, we were outdated enough that one of the most amazing facts about that entire day, every plane had crashed before we, the U.S. even had fighter jets Mm -hmm. scrambled to go in the air to potentially shoot down said commercial airliners, which is another insane thing to think about, that that was the plan of attack. and. So this odd fascination or was so they say. <laughs> well, the the Shanksville, the the Shanksville, that's the only one where there's any where there's a little bit of doubt in my mind of like really maybe, maybe. you hear people talk about what is it Tower Seven is the one people mention right. a ton from New York. Oh, there's hardly any damage. Yeah. Oh, it just collapsed the way you know six seconds shouldn't fold. And I don't know why it is. It's it's some blindness on my part. That those are the people that I refuse to even engage. Yeah, the the truthers who say, well, when they watch the building fall, buildings don't fall like that. Well, it was, I mean, it was designed to fall. Like, like yeah. it wasn't designed to fall, but if it if it was going to, that's how they wanted it to fall. Sure. And then the people say, well, steel has to be at 2,000 well, degrees before it melts. Well, it doesn't I, have to melt. Exactly. It's just got to weaken. Yeah. You think if you don't take out the corner post of a 110-story right. building that it's going to have any effect on, on – like, there, that's tons and tons and tons of weight. Right. And whenever I encounter anybody in my life – because the biggest thing – and I watched it was uh, – did you ever watch the Loose Change series? No. The, the I YouTube document. Never did. I should, but – I watched it, you know, because – I'm not trying to be blind to it, you know, and and I watch it and it does raise a few questions. But then Popular Mechanics essentially released an entire issue or episode, something like that. Right. There's a whole sit down with uh, three guys, three of the guys from Popular Mechanics and these two guys from Loose Change in a room. And Popular Mechanics absolutely dissects Mm. these kids because all in all, these kids ended up being two somewhat young conspiracy theorists who maybe got in a little bit over their head. Yeah. Started the conversation that this was a conspiracy theory, but they were in over their heads against popular mechanics, which absolutely point by point dissects. No, this is the way it would happen. And I mean, you're looking at grainy still footage of commercial airlines. Like, Oh, it doesn't look like commercial air under underneath the belly to me. That looks like a missile. <laughs> and, uh, and then the, what, you know, where they zoom in on as the buildings, you know, falling. Oh, look at that. Doesn't that look like a controlled explosion? And one oh, fraction because, of a second. It's like, well, yeah, the because, beams are crumbling and boom. Yeah. It's like a popping yeah, bag. Exactly. You, you know, because when, when the buildings are falling and you see the 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 puffs coming out the yeah. side of it, like, well, yeah. I mean, it, it's like if we open this door in this room that we're in right now, the blinds on these windows are going to start to flap. Yeah, it's air pressure. It's like yep. pressure being released. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I've got to tone it back because it's such a depressing time. Like, I, I don't yeah. know why. It was like sun, Saturday morning or something. I watched like four or five hours of this stuff. Katie comes home from a half day of work. I, you know, I said, yeah, whatever. You know, I'm just down in the yeah. dumps. You know, I watched one called The Voices from Inside the Towers, which oh, God. it's just the, like the, the last phone calls. And or the, why? Why do the, I do that? Well, then there's the ones where the, those you know people who were in the towers – we're essentially calling loved ones to say goodbye, but mm-hmm. because uh, 
the the phone lines were so jammed at that time and everything everything because there was so much damage and lines were cut and well a lot of the the cell reception was all screwed up for a couple days sure. in in lower manhattan those voicemails arrived like two or three days later so at this point like the i mean people know that their loved ones are in those buildings they watch them fall they assume at this point well they're dead but then on september 14th they get a voicemail from them oh man oh haunting oh now you were in jersey i was in london you all okay when i you were doing your your semester overseas right left for london on august August 29th because i would just be curious about the environment even in jersey bordering obviously with you know stone's throw from from where you're talking well i remember because we left uh we left 12 days earlier i left on august it was either august 29th or august 30th 2001 to go to London for a semester abroad. And I remember, cause we took off from Newark and that was, I mean, you take off from Newark Skyline. as soon as you're 50 feet off the ground, that's all you see is right. the twin towers. And I distinctly remember looking out the window and being like, man, look at those. That's awesome. Right. And then flying back. Cause we flew back a couple days before Christmas. And I remember flying back in and it was kind of evening and where those buildings were, it was just a pit. Because you just see lights, like all you see is construction yeah. lights, and that was insane. It's it's crazy to see, and like so, I, you know, like I said, that's the event in my mind that has shaped. It got me interested in politics. It got me, you know, like whoa, I should pay attention a little more to the. I know I'm only 14, yeah. but I should be paying attention to what's going on around the world. Actually, visited New York, visited Shanksville, mm-hmm. uh, that memorial site, which was neglected and totally underfunded for way too long. Yeah. Um, and I actually warned Katie this last weekend because we're going there next next spring is the plan for kind of an anniversary thing. You know, I've only been to New York once. I want to go back. Mm-hmm. And I warned her, I said, just so you know, I am going to be a mess. <laughs> I don't have any personal connection. And, you know, and yeah. I don't want to make it seem like I'm trying to, you know, involve myself in this tragedy that happened to thousands of people. Sure. But my God, I don't know how I can't explain it. It just affects me so much. That when I go there, I already know I'm going to be an unconsolable mess. Because mm-hmm. I was already, and like I said, when I visited the uh, United 93 Memorial, same thing. You know, and it, it's a, it's a beautiful memorial. But when you walk, you're okay. I'm you know I'm okay. But then they have a they have this little <clears throat> kind of a vestibule as you walk through, where you can leave a note for whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what they do with them. Not my business. I'm sure they store them away. Been there twice now. The first time one got me from somebody who actually was a first responder mm-hmm. and, you know, thanking the passengers of this flight. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like that, that they were there 30 minutes before me. I had no idea. Yeah. You know, they're just walking around observing this as well. So that that got me very emotional. And then the next time we went, which was actually last year, there was a no, another note, I believe, from a family member that was touching and then there was one from children oh which were you know thank you you know heroes this and that and you're like oh my gosh right because that's the craziest thing to me right now i'm 29 you're in your 30s i actually work with a work with somebody who is just graduated college in may doesn't know yeah you know what no i mean memory. like didn't live it and that's insane to yeah. me and there's people listening to this right now who are young enough, who are, you know, is too young to be affected. And it's not their sure. fault, but I, I want to grab them by the shoulder and go, why can't you yeah, feel this you, way? Don't you know? I know. Don't you understand yeah. this? You know? And it's just, 
it's just a different outlook, you know, that man, I, I can't explain it. Yeah. My fascination with that and my absolute enamoring. Well, I mean, it, it was, yeah, because I was, I was gone when that happened. So it was weird because we were kind of, I mean, I, I was with people that I knew. I was with a, a couple of really good friends of mine who uh, we all did this study abroad thing. But for the most part, like we had, we're still like meeting people, still making friends. Cause I had a group at that time of like three people that I knew. Yeah. So it, it was one of those things like you, you bond quickly with people when something like that yeah. happens. And yeah. it was, I mean, it was, it was just as crazy over there. And for, for about three or four days, we were like, well, what's going on? Are they, we thought that they were going to send us home. Because, oh, really? Like security concerns. Wow. And, because it, it, I mean, it was it was bad over there for a while, but we were we were so removed from it because everything was just TV. And even then, two thousand one, the internet, yeah, we had it, but it wasn't. I mean, yeah. it, it's not the internet that we that we know now. So sure. it was like, oh, let me go on to you know AOL and see what, see what the latest is from we, from Ground Zero. And uh, you know, I'd call home every now and then and see what it was like back there. But we were far enough removed that it it almost felt like it didn't really happen. And then when sure. we flew back a couple months later and we're circling over Newark and I'm like, wow, that I remember when those buildings were there. Yeah. And I remember being in those buildings when I was in fifth grade or seventh grade or whatever it was. Well, yeah, and you're, then you were six hours in an ocean away. Yeah. I mean, yeah, at I mean, that may, point, may as well how can a, you? And then, I mean, if, from where I grew up, or from our, where I was living at the time and working at the time, uh, granted, I, I mean, I, I was in school, but everybody in that area knows somebody. Oh, that yeah. Either knows someone or knows someone that knows someone that was in those buildings that day or that was in the city that day. And Well, you're talking, I mean, probably a total of what? 190 commercial floors of yeah. employment, you yeah. know? And, and I get that it's Manhattan, but you're also, I mean a lot of people yeah. that you know branch out very quickly so yeah I, I imagine that's hard to not relate to someone yeah. when you're that close proximity wise man I, I still have the newspapers from september 12th from i think i have like a copy of the telegraph or like yeah. the sun or something and it was i just remember that the front page of it is just this it's right as one of the plane hits so it's this massive explosion the, yeah. and it just says like says like terror in terror in the United States and then it said sixty to seventy thousand feared dead. Oh really? I, yeah, I remember thinking like Good God. I mean that it's true. Like there are that yeah, many that's people the estimate, and, yeah. Yeah. Man, I remember I'll remember the similar thing the next at school the next day. It was a Tuesday morning, so we had to be back to, you know, we were going to school on Wednesday mm-hmm. that my mom that night said you should get up early and take whatever, two dollars and you need to go buy the local grocery store and buy newspapers of whatever they have there. <laughs> whatever, mom. You, you, you realize it. What like, do I need that for? Those are those iconic yeah. pictures and those iconic headlines that you still see. And it's like, it's crazy to look back and like you know, the fresh information didn't know anything really. Yeah. You know, 60 to 70,000 dead, you know, nobody knows at that point who was responsible or whatever. And, Remember watching live TV with George W. Bush's bullhorn speech. Yeah. The next two days later, the yep. next day on the ruins, like those stand out so significantly to me that I can now relate to, you know, like you mentioned with 
people who lived through Pearl Harbor and things like that, like that, you know, that day, like you yep. remember things that you don't, you don't think you'll remember 15 years later. Yeah. That's remarkable. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So crazy. you'll be going back and crying like a baby. <laughs> I can't wait for that, man. Yeah. They I, did. I mean, it took forever, forever to get all of that stuff straightened it's so out stupid. there, but they did. They did a really, really, really good job. You, yeah, you've been since the yeah. completion of the free of the tower and then yeah. the reflection pool. Well, actually, I remember I didn't go. I didn't go to Lower Manhattan for five years. I remember it was the fifth anniversary. It was September eleventh, two thousand six, and it was. It was. I remember I was working the next day, and I at that I was. Doing the running the board for free beer and hot wings uh, in New Jersey, so it was. I mean, I had to get up for work at like four o'clock right. or four thirty or whatever. And I remember saying it was like eight o'clock that night, and I was an hour and a half easily from from there from mm-hmm. uh, Ground Zero, and I was like, I gotta go. I haven't been there yet. I gotta go. So yeah. I like got in my car. Did you really? And picked up my girlfriend at the time, and we. Hopped on a train, wow. took the train in. I remember we took the took the train right into the the path the World Trade Center path station. And even then, five years later, it was like it had just happened. I know, it was like it, a bomb went off. We it, pulled in there, and I'm like, oh my god! It Has it, it's like been forever. five years, and it doesn't look any better. There was the haggling over which design they were going to yeah. use and all that. Because I remember, I mean, you were there in those. It must have been 06 that I was there too, maybe 06 into 07, because I wasn't 21 yet. Mm-hmm. And when I went out there with friends to go for New Year's Eve in Manhattan just to witness it, and you're right, we we stayed in Newark and we took the path in. I think that's what it's called, yeah. right? Path. We took the path and it literally drops you off at ground zero. Yeah. And you, at that point, I got off and it had been five years. And it's all fences that are about 10 feet high with oh, yeah. banners and anything. stuff on it. And, I mean, there's a few portions you can kind of look through and see. It's just, it was a flat piece of dirt. It's remarkable the way it, that took so long. And, and I trust what they were doing in terms of cleaning up-wise and stability-wise and everything, sure, sure, for the most part. But, boy, that took way too well, it long. Was, it, it got held up in so much red tape because, obviously, the... The families and the vast majority of people want it to be some kind of memorial site. Yeah. Which totally understand that. Of course you do. But then there's the people who are like, well, yeah, we get that. But that's also like this first prime, like uh, some of the most prime real estate in the the country. Yeah. In the world. I mean, but definitely in the country. So kind of got to like, you got to balance it a little bit of a give and take here. I mean, just from the imagery, it looks like they did a pretty good job Yeah, uh, in terms of, you know, between the museum, the pool, the yeah, tower the memorial, and everything. The memorial is really nice. I think it's very well done, but uh, yeah, God, it's remarkable that that's been 15 years. I know. Right. And like Insane. I said, that's what really took me away from it was talking to my coworker about, you know, no, no, no I was like seven. What? Yeah. No, no, no. You're lying. You're lying to me right now. <laughs> So that that was oh. what really detached well, they said me. That kids that just started high school uh, this September, yeah, would chances are were not born yet. I know, oh, man, that's crazy to think about. Yeah. I, well, I was thinking about this, and this is a sidetrack. But between that, I was thinking about that, and then I saw you know talk, talking to my wife about how I'm going to cry like a baby next mm-hmm. next spring to so be prepared, and then 
you and I had exchanged a few tweets actually this afternoon where oh, I yeah. used Fast and the Furious Seven, oh, yeah, of course, gifts. <laughs> and very emotional. That led me very to the question, emotional. and I actually asked a friend too. So I'll ask you. I don't know if this is up your alley. What was the last movie you cried at? I, I don't like, and I don't say this to sound like a like tough a guy macho tough guy. Yeah. I just I don't cry at movies. It's crazy. It just doesn't happen. I, and it's not because I'm not like emotionally invested. Like I'm into the story and I'm yeah. following along. But I guess I just my brain just doesn't suspend reality enough. Where I'm like, this is real. This is really happening. Yeah. So I just it, I couldn't even tell you. And that so I kind of when I was watching, uh, like I was talking about that Pentagon documentary. Documentary. Yeah. When I was watching that, I didn't cry, but I was like, wow. I was Tough. definitely I I teared up a little bit. Yeah. But it wasn't <laughs> I wasn't like sobbing or anything. But it, yeah, it just like I said, it's not to you know not to brag or anything. It sure. Just, I just don't. It just. Doesn't Man, happen. I wish I had that resolve. <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm so bad. I'm not, I'm not a. I'm not a crier. It, so, I mean, I, I am. I couldn't even tell you the last time. Really? I have no idea. I am the furthest from religious in this. I'm not even going to talk about that. But I'm. I'm not religious at all. Yeah. And that goes back my family, my you know, right. my grandparents. It just it's never just been in my family. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't how you were. I don't know why the second time I watched Passion of the Christ, which by the way, what sadist is like, oh, it's it's a Blu-ray DVD combo. I better watch this. I better buy it. It's like a thriller. Yeah. So I don't know why, but like the last half hour of that movie, just the way the whipping him and beating him. And I was like, how could they do that? I'm like 16 at home, living at home. My, I'm just crying like an infant. Are you okay there? I promise I'm okay. So, but you know, if the story ended there, that'd be fine, Steve. But you're looking at the face of a guy who, uh, my friend and I, who is similar to me in in this regard. Like, well, essentially, I'll see a preview for a movie or whatever, and we're talking about like that's a hoodie movie, and so (laughs) we'll wear a hooded sweatshirt. So on your way out. Over yep. the head, you just get out. And there's an unspoken word between him and I. We we say it beforehand. We're not talking. Like we're getting out of there. We'll go, reconnect at a go, later time. You go your way. I'll go my right. way. Right. Like we'll catch up sometime different. Right. In the la- I thought the last time that it happened was Fast Seven. <laughs> which I don't, have you seen it? No, I, I saw like one, two. I think I saw the. Was the Tokyo Drift? Tokyo one Drift was three. That was when Vin Diesel made a brief cameo at the end. Yes, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah you're in right. the last scene. You got a fast car. Yeah. I got a fast car. I still like you one. Want to race? Two is horrendous offense. Three was okay for what it was, but four, five, six, and seven were really like entertaining. <laughs> they were just different okay. movies, right? And. I don't know. I knew it was coming. You know, I've seen the previous, and I know. I you know, obviously the story of Paul Walker's death. Mm-hmm. P. Billy Four. Oh my God, man! The end of number seven so demolished me as a soul. <laughs> like, there's no other way to put it, Steve. I was that ending was so perfect in in Fast and the Furious Seven, man. Any and you. Outsiders probably look at it and go, well, that was cheesy and really yeah. stupid. But I look at it and I thought I, I thought it was perfectly done. They handled it the best they could. I still look at that. I, I can't watch it. 
I'll watch the first 95 minutes of See, Fast I've, and Furious I've 7. Seen, I remember uh, I, I looked up the final scene on YouTube because I wanted to see how they yeah. how they handled Paul Walker's death. And they do that, that where they're driving in their cars and then the helicopter fades, yep. the, like lifts away. And you see them take the separate roads. Yeah. And the, the that, I thought it was Wiz perfect. Khalifa's playing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what got me, man, was that the, the, the cars riding together and then the break off. I still can't listen to that song. I refuse to do it. I, it wrecks me, but it, I mean, it was perfect. So I was like, sure. That was the last one. So I texted my friend when I thought about this today, last movie, you know, you, you had, you cried at like, that was probably it. Right. Cause I'd have to look. So I scroll through the box office release of the past year or so year and a half. One, two, uh, three last week. <laughs> Creed. Like I'm such really? a fan of the Rocky series, like okay. Rocky. The yeah, because Rock- I saw Creed and I thought it was a good movie. The but... the cancer scene, this you know where he's oh, where yeah. he can't get up and you yeah. know he's throwing up and Michael B. Jordan's characters yep. helping him to the bathroom. Like oh my god, I told I look if Creed dies or, yeah. or not if Rocky dies, I'm out of here. I'm you know, done. I, I'm I, not doing this. I got like eighty percent of the way through that movie before I realized that it was Michael B. Jordan. Really, it was Vince from Friday Night Lights. Obviously, I'm like what am I doing? How yeah, do I, how did I not? They, but there was one scene in that movie when uh, it was essentially the training montage. When Don't you dare blaspheme <laughs> the Rocky series right now to me. <laughs> Not the series, just a, there, there was a, we'll say it's a part that should have been left on the editing room floor. I don't remember it. Well, he was uh, Michael B. Jordan. I forget what his character's name was, but he's he's doing his training scene where he's yeah. he's running, he's running up the steps and uh, across the bridge sure. and everything. And then a gang of kids on like quads comes up and they start doing wheelies down the street. <laughs> it's but like a Rough Riders music yeah. video from nineteen ninety seven, and he's like outrunning them on their quads yeah. and then they all cheer for him as they're doing oh, wheelies boy. around. I don't directly recall it. I haven't seen it in oh. months. Oh, that sounds about right. It there's, wasn't good. There's always a few clunkers yeah. when you got yeah. Stallone like yeah, writing and directing yeah. involvement. Oh, well, 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 for the quad. I love that the guy, man. I love that guy. I can't explain it, but his, he was fantastic in that movie. So it's like, oh, that was the last one. Then he texts me again. That wasn't the last time, Steve. Let me tell you, the upside of the decade was me getting emotional at 13 hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi, the Michael Bay movie. (laughs) Good God. So I watched The Office forever, okay? Watched all eight whatever years. Mm -hmm. And obviously anybody who watched The Office knows about Jim and Pam, Jim Helpert, John Krasinski. Mm -hmm. He's in this, and he's obviously different. He's jacked and full beard, handsome as all all get out, you know? But there's a, just a moment at the end, uh, towards the end. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's just essentially him on this rooftop that's under siege talking about, like, no, no, like, we're, I'm getting home to my family or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> he's getting home. If he doesn't get home, he's I'm even disappointed. He's got to get home to Pam. The character didn't even exist, you know. But, in, yeah, like you said, in my mind, Pam's at home. <laughs> You know, and the, and the baby, the baby's crying because like, Jim left. Right, I could have used a cutaway scene of Pam maybe like forlornly cleaning the weights, yeah. obviously in his <laughs> weight room. Like, oh, I hope he comes home soon. You know, <laughs> like to really tie it all in. Didn't get it. No lack of closure. Right. Lack of closure. That was that was the last. <laughs> the, so those are the last three or whatever. 
that I remember. Well, uh, movie-wise, I don't remember what the last thing I I cried at. But uh, television-wise, got a little got a little teary-eyed, uh, especially when your your lovely bride posted on my Facebook the other day. She simply posted clear eyes with a link to BuzzFeed. Connie Britton and Kyle Chandler's Emmy reunion will make your heart melt into a puddle. Right. Now, for those not in the know, Connie Britton and Kyle Chandler are uh, uh, coach and coach's wife. Coach and Tammy. Yeah, coach and coach's wife from uh, perhaps, I believe, voted greatest television series of all time by everyone on the planet. I believe that was unanimous Yeah, as well. Yeah. MASH, take a back seat. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, take a back seat for... Friday Night Lights, oh. one of the greatest television shows that ever existed. Right, and I love the movie. Yeah, I I hadn't totally I actually, different. I never saw. I just recently saw the movie, like within the oh, last really? year or something. It, yeah, it's I a had great never movie, seen the movie. But the vibes are entirely different from this TV show. The TV right. show was much more on a personal level than it yeah. was one season of a football team yeah. type of thing, and. Yeah, basically, go... Friday Night Lights uh, follows the the story of a Texas high school football program, but Permian, it's not a Permian yeah, High, but it's not a nuts and bolts football show. It's about the characters. Yeah. It's about the people you meet. Yeah, in and Dillon, Texas. To be fair, it is titled Friday Night Lights. It's not. I mean, I think a lot of people have read the book. The book is fantastic mm-hmm. as well. The school's not the same. Like in the book, in the movie, it's Permian High, the Panther, right. the Mojos, or the Mojo. In the show, it is Dillon High, yeah. Dillon High School. Obviously, same setting. It's mid Texas, you right. know. Used to boon with oil. Now it's a ghost town. Whatever. Yeah, you yeah know? exactly. And the whole town shows up on Friday night when the when the the team takes the field. So, like that, that got me thinking about Friday Night Lights. So of course, I mean, I follow Friday Night Lights on Facebook or on uh yeah on Facebook because. Who doesn't? And they posted a video. Actually, Entertainment Weekly posted a video. We talked about this too. And it was a. It was. I guess they had done a reunion, a cast reunion. I think yeah. they do one every year. I remember uh, seeing that. Well, they they did a mini, not planned or anything, but what was it four or five cast members did the Spartan race in Chicago yes. this summer? Yeah. And I had a, at worst a fleeting thought like. Oh. Yeah, I, I should go to that. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I can even run a, a quarter mile, but <laughs> if I could yeah. see QB. Yeah, and, well, if Amy Teagarden's there, I'm Count running. I'm yeah. going to keep running. Yep. So they posted a video. Let me see. Where is it? It was there essentially them asking the actors. The cast of Friday Night Lights talks about where their characters right. are today. Oh, so let's so see. good. Let's see if we can actually get some audio to play. Where is Billy right now? Billy Riggins. Boy, oh boy. I think he's gotten his life together to a certain degree, but I don't think he's risen above it. I don't think he's living in a mansion anywhere. What an underrated character. Yeah. I mean, in my mind, Smash Smash is playing pro. Oh. Oh. A couple rings already. Bought his mom a couple houses. (laughs) You know. I've been in love with you since I was five years old. Tyra gets Good old Tyra. Psychology major. Moves back to Dillon. Love it. Love it. So far, I'm, I'm down. Counselor of Dillon High School. Okay. 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 And Tim Riggins, like that. who she's now married to, Riggins. is coach of the football team. Let's get the show on the road. Come on. Well, we're either married or... <laughs> 
Becky were married. I feel like even if Luke and Becky were married, Luke would still be pining for her somewhere. See, way. now, like, what's like, insane to me about that show, they're, they're kind of, uh, like, I, like, Luke, his class, when it was East Dillon, I kind of consider that, like, the save by the bell to college years. Yeah. Like, all right. Not as good as the original. I look at it as the Mighty Ducks 3 (laughs) with the varsity team and the JV team and and the trader Adam Banks. Yeah, they went to the Olympics. Yeah, they had no problem winning in the Olympics, but the varsity team really proved proved to be a a bit of a problem. The movie infuriates me, but... I still love the show. Much and like, <laughs> still hanging out with Riggins? Or he's pining for me off somewhere. <laughs> I think Luke's Facebook stalks her. <laughs> Street is a top three percent agent out there. Hmm. He wanted life. He overcame so much, and the story they told for Jason Street was amazing. And he's a family man, and he's a good guy. And him and Riggins each have a bedroom in their own <laughs> houses for the other guy, and they yes. see each other probably once or twice a year, have a couple of beers, reminisce, and that's Jason Street's life. Texas Do you forever. want to know where Grandma Saracen yeah. is now? <laughs> She's dead. Oh! <laughs> what? You Grandma. ended on that? Yeah. Damn you, people! Yeah. Are you kidding me? If you have never watched that show and everybody, you know, you see, oh, I don't have anything to watch. What's no? You do. Go find it. It's on demand. It's yeah. on net. I think it's on Netflix. It's on. Uh, is it on Amazon Prime? It's on Hulu, too. It's somewhere. You need to find it. Do yourself a favor. There's really... I can only think of one misstep of that entire show. Yeah. And it's the murder storyline. The murder storyline. And that's it. And they cut the second second season. season. And they wrap it up relatively quick. That was weird. But that's the only misstep that entire show had. Yeah. And it will absolutely tug at every inch of your being. Yeah, that show that is that is outstanding. Yep. Now the only disappointment, obviously, they didn't get coach. Right, coach wasn't there. Up. I mean, Julie wasn't there. What are we at time wise? Do I have one hour nine minutes? Should I delve into the story about me finishing Friday Night Lights, the TV sheer- series? <laughs> oh, yes. Do we want to delve into that now, or do we want to wait till next time? <laughs> no, we want to do it right okay. now. Okay, so. I was an intern on Freebear and Hot Wings from January of 2010 to June of 2010. Obviously maintained in touch with Steve. Started working for Freebear and Hot Wings in about 2012, officially. And throughout that time... What year did Friday Night Lights end? Uh, Probably 2000... Yeah, probably 2013. Something like that. Because So they got into this weird phase where it essentially was going to be cancelled. Until DirecTV rescued it from the grave. Yes. And 2011. struck a deal with NBC saying, we will cover whatever. I, I don't know the deals. But the episodes would air on DirecTV first mm-hmm. and then on NBC a few months later. Right. Now, this is one of the few shows that, like, I, at the time I was living at home, that I would watch with was, my mom yeah, and my dad. A, like, I loved viewing. it. Yeah. And there's not much TV that I share to watch with my mom and dad directly. So this was a show I looked forward to. I loved it. I adored it. They watched it. We would record it every week. We'd watch it together. I couldn't wait. Right. So we're talking about this while I'm, you know, interning there and then hanging out with you. Mm -hmm. And we happened to get to the point where it was near the final season, which the final season, like I said, direct TV was air it. And then it was going to be delayed on NBC. I had direct TV. You had direct TV, which (laughs) is fine. You did not. In most cases, I would just download the show 
somewhat legally, <laughs> yeah. and just watch it. Still a little, little question over <laughs> the legalities, but... It's in the system. They're going to figure the legality out right. of that. So I remember, normally I do that, but like I said, I'd like to watch it with my folks. So we're out one night. Was this the night we got? I got kicked out of a bar too? Possibly. It was my birthday. Was that the the Mighty Ducks chant? Yes, I think that oh, was. The, I think it was the same <laughs> night we got kicked out of a bar, which we'll get into a later date. But it was for a, my birthday, maybe even my twenty first birthday, and we're having a few drinks, and all of a sudden, you say, "Hey, you want to know how Friday Night Lights ends?" Well, in 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 my brain, to be fair, this is. I remember you saying that you had gotten to the final episode, but refused to watch it. That may be true. That that, that, and that I don't was, doubt that. And it was, and it wasn't like, oh, you didn't watch it for a week. It was, it was a while. It was months. It was a while because you refused to. I didn't want to end. <laughs> you refused. It was to let that it go. type of TV show. So I got so tired of asking you <laughs> if you had watched the final episode yet that I finally just started. Telling you the plot of it. I'm in the middle of a but, bar plugging my ears. Like but, I, screaming. but every time I would every time I would reveal the next tidbit, I'd say, Don't worry, this this doesn't spoil it at all. And I would give you a spoiler. A major spoiler and I like say, where so and so is right now. And then I would say, But it doesn't but th- don't worry about that because then this happened. This is not a spoiler. It was a spoiler. And then I just gave you all of the details. The whole episode! When I finally watched it, Steve, you told me the final frame oh, of the, the GD TV show! Well, the pass. He's, ah! it, he steps back. Who was, who was the quarterback at that? Was it Luke? Yeah, it must have been Luke. Yeah. Luke drops back, throws that pass, and you see the, the football flying against the dark night sky. And then all of a sudden the sky fades to to daytime and you see some guy in a green uniform catch the ball. You realize it's well it's not the it's not the state championship. That's a that's a that's a college guy catching the ball and it's at a practice. What the what the hell's going on? And then you see coach. You see his rings. And you know they caught that ball. Oh man. I can't believe it. I look back to this day Spoiler and it's alert, by still way. the biggest injustice my life has <laughs> ever encountered is that finale. Seven, six seasons? Yeah. Six seasons being spoiled mm-hmm. one evening well, you on my birthday. You weren't going to watch it. You're going to back up off that mic because every time you oh. yell. But the... Uh, yeah, you were never going to watch it. Oh, come on. I'd have gotten to it someday. But Annette and I, I got her into it. Um, I, I, I I shouldn't say that. I think she had watched it a little bit. I think mm-hmm. she was familiar with the show. And um, we watched in the last, I don't know, it was probably a year ago or so. We watched the entire series. Yeah. Over, like, we'd get home from work, watch two, three episodes. Right. Like, oh, I can't wait. Because at that point, it had been it's a couple of years, again. so I had forgotten a sure. lot of what happens, except for the aforementioned murder Yeah, that, uh, that bad story. That was, that was weird. And then we went from Friday Night Lights to the show Nashville. Oh, you mentioned that to with me. With Connie Britton. Because Coach, Coach's wife is there. Yeah, Connie Britton. So we really enjoyed that show, so looking forward to the final season of that. 
And uh, oh, I just, still one of my proudest moments, though. Spoiling that, that should not be. That should be an apology moment that I'm nah, waiting for nah. four years after the fact. But you have to admit that show. I think that that show was wrapped up perfect. It was great. It was really great. Was I just didn't want such, it to end. Such a good ending. I just didn't want it to end. But yeah. nobody watched it. The yeah. ratings were so yeah. dismal. But yeah, that that that's surprising. God, that was such a good show. That's one of the first somewhat memories of myself and Katie who we started dating and I told her about Friday Night Lights and she like went home and actually watched it. Didn't like, oh yeah, okay, sure, I'm sure it's good, mm-hmm. whatever. No, it's like every time we'd go out, she'd watch a little more of it. It yeah. was fantastic. So I brought another one into the fold I can yeah, be very proud right. about. That was great. Yeah, no, oh man, that night was infuriating. And that was only the, <laughs> it was my birthday. And I that guess, wasn't well, even though, I look at it as I gave you a wonderful present yes, that you did. Night. You almost perfectly described the f- series finale of one of my favorite shows of all time. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that boy, that night took another turn later on. My goodness. Yeah, because we... I was at... Uh, it was, uh, Garden, I don't I'm wanna not, say, do we want to say the name? I know where we were because I won't go back. Oh, it was Hopcat. Yeah. Yeah, we were at Hopcat, and we decided for whatever reason, although there never, there doesn't really need to be a reason, that we started a <laughs> Mighty Ducks chant. And uh, for those not familiar with the Mighty Ducks, it's simply quack, 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 quack. And we got, I don't know, I would say... I'm not going to say half the bar, but I'll say a third of the bar. In my memory, <laughs> and maybe, maybe we're both totally off base, Steve, there was at least 25 to 30 people who joined in, right? Yeah. Like it, yeah. That's not just my memory anymore, yeah. is it? And then we were approached by an employee there, and they said, yeah, you guys are going to have to leave. What? You're being too rowdy. Like, we're at a bar. In a bar. Yeah, we're at a bar that has 9,000 beers on tap. Yeah. Where all you do is encourage Drinking. people to drink oh. in excess. Now, in interest of full disclosure, I did accent that chant with a very loud F the Hawks <laughs> exclamation point. Yeah. Which, if you haven't seen Mighty Ducks, which, stop wasting my time. Yeah. The Hawks are obviously... The first rival look, of the ragtag Mighty Ducks. Look, they can redraw the district lines all they want, but Adam Banks will never be a duck. No. I, tell me Adam Banks fit in that crew at any point during that entire no, trilogy. No, not at all. I mean, never he, worked. He, he, used to, he used to take part in the chant, uh, it's not worth winning if you can't win big, <laughs> right? when the Hawks' evil coach would, would make them run up the score. Yeah. By the way, let's talk about... Something unnoticed in that movie. Uh, legally, in what state are you still allowed to get a DUI and coach a hockey team as punishment? <laughs> That's very true. Like, it's a Disney movie, too. Yeah. It's a Disney movie. Yeah, Gordon Bombay. That was his name, right? Yeah, he got a DUI. Yeah. Obviously, hockey career flamed out after a right. knee injury. Gets a DUI, and his sentence <laughs> is to coach... Be these, around kids. These ragtag mighty ducks. Yep. What a great undernoticed thing about that movie. Nobody talks about That's that part. That's a really good point. Nobody. Yeah, that is a Disney movie. Also under-acknowledged Hans. Just going away, and then wasn't there like a twin brother between like two and three? Oh, was there? Yeah, it was well, Don, did, Hans, well, Hans and then Fonz or something. 
<laughs> Hans and Franz. I thought Hans died. I think that may have been what happened. I yeah, forget the exact details, yeah. but yeah, because oh. yeah, because he ran the skate shop. So yeah, that. But still, we're at a bar. It wasn't the first f word anybody in that <laughs> building had heard, Steve. No, and uh, there Maybe were, they're... in my memory, possibly distorted. There were cheers, people joining in on the quack chant, mm-hmm. riotous applause afterwards. Of course. I believe you and I were raised on chairs and carried to a yeah, different area. Signed, signed dozens of autographs. Yep. Yep. Memories forever. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> you are welcome. Oh, no better point to end it than there. Yeah. I yeah. do have some Vegas stories I'd like to get into next time. We'll save okay. that. Oh, that's right. You were in Vegas for what, yep. a week? No. Five days? Perfect Four amount days? of time. Three days. Oh, okay. Uh, I've, I've learned the art of Vegas. The first time I went way too long. Second time... Uh, probably a half a day or a day too little. Okay. So I found the happy medium now where uh, we went in on Tuesday, we came home Friday. Perfect. But for me, for that city, that is, uh, th- that's the appropriate amount. All right. Well, uh, for the surprisingly, we've gotten a bunch of people tweeting over the last six weeks saying, hey, yeah. are you, was this just a four-time thing or are you no. going to do another one? So we appreciate that. We're still going to. Uh, we're still planning on doing this, and I think oh, man, doing I've got movie review corner. I want to get into. I, well, I think that doing this one today has kind of reignited the, oh, the so passion. Much, so much burning yeah. in my belly. Got to so, talk about. Uh, thank you for for those who have who have tweeted and, and emailed and said, "Hey, you're going to do another one." Because <clears> I, when we were in Albany a couple of weeks ago, a bunch of people brought that up after uh, after the show. They were like. Hey, are you and Kyle still doing that podcast? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess we are. Yeah. Yes, we are. I did. I totally forgot to forward you this email. We have to update our payment. Our pro plan lapsed. Oh, did it? So before, this is all behind the curtain for anybody listening to this now. Wait a minute. So there were still enough people downloading it where we were? No, no, no. I think we just did a month to month and when it didn't try to renew or anything. So we just did the one month. I actually thought about that the other day. Yeah. I got like two emails about it entirely meant to text you and say, hey, (laughs) why don't we fix this all right well we'll do that uh just uh so, well it's already ta- if you're listening to this so weird right it's already taken care of isn't it weird you're already used to live t- radio exactly so because I, I i'm not used to live radio but i still think the same thing like there's no need to even talk about that right exactly already remedied yeah, it's already fixed <laughs> it's already, i can actually edit this all out and it's crazy Hey, there yeah, we are. That's crazy. So uh, hopefully you enjoy this episode. We're going to do another one next Tuesday. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Right. Lock it in. Hold us to that. We'll do one next Tuesday, yep. September 27th. Uh, in the meantime, listen to this, share this, and uh, do all the fun social media yeah, stuff. Yeah, please do. Tell anybody about it looking for a podcast. Tell your friends, as they say. Yeah. Right. So we'll talk to you next time.